Hello and welcome to bonus quarantine episode of the Heart of Markness podcast on this beautiful, sunny and rainy Portland, Oregon afternoon or evening. Now it's six o'clock here. Well, it is a Saturday, and I spent all day downloading and listening to all kinds of really cool shows. Um, I downloaded some shows I downloaded just to boost my uh, BitTorrent ratio on Dime a Dozen. It was at 91, and it's repulsively hard for me to have a good ratio on BitTorrent, probably because of port forwarding. And this is probably technical talk that most of you don't even care about, and the ones that do also probably don't care. But um, basically the ratio is the the idea of BitTorrent, the reason that it works and it's supposed to work ideally, is that um, you upload at least as much as you've downloaded. So if you're downloading a concert and it's... 700 megs you download that concert and then you share that concert at least 700 megs worth so that you contribute as much as you've taken from the cloud because BitTorrent the whole functionality of it is is brilliant actually um, it just allows uh, just picture a poker dealer at a casino a blackjack dealer, dealer, blackjack dealer, uh, dealing cards, everybody at the table, and he's dealing it, you know, flip, 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 flip. But everybody sitting at the table is trying to get their own deck of cards. So everybody's starting with zero cards, and they want all 52, and the dealer is the only one with 52. He's what's called the seed. And in regular old downloading, what he would do, was what you would do is 10 people would... would sit at the table and say, I would like a deck of cards. And he'd go, okie dokie. Here we go. Ace of spades for you. Ace of spades for you. Ace of spades for you, etc. And then two of spades for you. And just distributing it that way. What BitTorrent does is he distributes it so everybody at the table gets a different card. And then since everybody at the table wants a complete deck of cards, everybody at the table then gives a cut. Like, you could pretend you could give your card to somebody but you still keep your card. Somebody else just gets a copy of it because that's what the data is, right? So everybody at the table gets a card, and then everybody at the table not only takes the next card from the dealer, but they also give one of their cards to somebody else at the table because everybody at the table has different cards. And that way it becomes a torrent, a flurry. That means, you know, everybody could have 10% of the deck, and but they would have a different 10%. That way, you could still get something from the dealer and still get something unique from everybody else at the table. Therefore, you could get all 52 cards more quickly. Oh, I hope that made sense. I'm sorry. I don't know why I told you that. I didn't think we were at that point in our relationship. That we were ready to talk about BitTorrent. But I'm glad we did. I love you, honey. Okay, so I downloaded a bunch of shows today. That's the long and short of it. I have a bunch of Rush shows. Basically, there was stuff that I wanted, and then there was stuff that I would grab as soon as it was posted. 
like, oh, somebody posted a U2 concert. U2 is pretty popular. I would grab the concert so that I would be one of the first people to get a complete copy. That way I could share as much while there were as many people on the torrent as possible. Because uh, the way my shit's set up, even though I allegedly have port forwarding set up correctly, which means I should have a clear shot from my computer to everybody there. It goes slow, man. Like this Elton John show from a couple weeks back. I have given back 8% of what I have taken. And I have been online with this for, Jesus Christ, at least four days straight out of all this time. And there's seven people out there who don't have it that I could be sharing with and I cannot connect to them and it's infuriating. And again, you guys don't care. You guys says, what the fuck does this have to do with Stevie Nicks? And what was all that weird noise when the, when the podcast first started? Okay, sorry. Anyways, long story short, too late. I got a bunch of shows for you. One of which is a brand new Mike Millard master tape of a Stevie Nicks concert from December 1981. And I grabbed this because, first of all, 1981 Stevie Nicks is probably pretty awesome, I figured, because she had a solid band. And she wasn't, you know, she didn't sound like, she didn't sound like what I was imitating at the beginning of the episode there. I apologize. That was just me being silly. Um, It's a great show. And Mike Millard makes great, great recordings because he has great, great equipment. And um, he didn't bring the wheelchair into the show this time. I guess he also had a backup system whereby if it was too much of a pain in the ass to bring the wheelchair, or in this case, he this is he'd never been to this venue before, so he didn't know where the wheelchair seating was. Um, he just paid people off. He just you know gave somebody I don't know how much money, and they just let him in with all his equipment. But that's okay. That's cool. Um, 1981 Stevie Nicks. It's after the Tusk album, which is a brilliant Fleetwood Mac album. It took me a long time to like it because I'm an asshole and I don't have an open mind. But um, it's a great album. It's a great album. It's a great album in the way that Exile on Main Street is. It's a double album, and it's one of those things like, yeah, but it would have made a great single album. It, it absolutely would have. But part of the point of it and Exile was that it was honest, experimental in ways. Not that the stuff, you know, Lindsey Buckingham controlled the Tusk project, so... There was just a lot of stuff he did for the fuck of it, and some of that was good, and some of it wasn't great, but it yielded tremendous results. And Exile on Main Street, a lot of it was recorded in the basement of a uh, of Keith's uh, mansion on the French Riviera, and just good old-fashioned rock and roll. Some of it's really good, some of it isn't that great, and some of it is the best stuff in the entire world. And then they took those rough tapes, went to L.A., added horns and gospel singers to some of it, and made, in my opinion, the best rock and roll album of all time. Again, what's this have to do with Stevie Nicks? Nothing. (laughs) But it's a hell of a show. Um, It's after Tux, it's the Belladonna. It's the uh, Just Like the Y-Wing Does Sings a Song, Sounds Like She's Singing album and the the back when she was doing the song with uh don henley leather and lace and uh stop dragging my heart around with tom petty it's that period of time before um mirage fleetwood mac and after tusk and she came out solo and it was just fucking amazing had a tight band really tight band um at this show 
Her band has Wadi Wachtel, who's Warren Zevon's guitarist and uh, Keith Richards' guitarist in The Expensive Winos. And I believe he also played with Jackson Brown. He, he's a California dude, an L.A. musician, and he's really, really good. And he's distinctive because he's looked the same for like the last 45 years. He's just um, a wiry guy with long, long hair and John Lennon glasses and, and just. You'd, you'd know him when you see him. And um, he's really good. He sings backup. In fact, he sings, I believe this is him singing uh, Stop Dragging My Heart Around at this show. And we're going to play a few songs from it. The first of which is going to be a quick two-minute... Oh, she also had um, Ben Montench, who is Tom Petty's keyboard player. It was her uh, musical director for this short tour, the Belladonna tour. So I don't know if he's on keyboards, because according to the notes... It had Bob Glob on bass, Wadi Wachtel on guitar, Russ Kunkel on drums, E Streeter Roy Batan on piano. Wow, Bruce Springsteen's piano player. That's fucking cool. Lori Perry and Sharon Salani on vocals. That's really cool. All right, those are the folks. These are the songs. And what we're going to play first? Oh, let me give you the specifics. I told you it was 1981, but I didn't tell you when, did I? Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I thought I was ready to do this. December 12th, 1981, the Wilshire Ebel, Ebel, Ebel Theater, Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Awesome. The set list is Outside the Rain, Dreams, Angel, After the Glitter Fades, Golden Braid, I Need to Know, the Tom Petty song, I Need to Know, Tell Me What Did You Say So, Sarah, Belladonna, Blue Lamp, Leather and Lace, How Still My Love, Stop Dragging My Heart Around, Edge of Seventeen, and Rhiannon. Half of those songs could be Prince titles. Half of those songs sound like they should be Prince songs. Dreams, Angel, After the Glitter, Golden Braid, Belladonna, Blue Lamp, Leather and Lace. Those all sound like filthy, filthy Prince songs. Okay. Anyway, we're going to listen to some of these songs, and then you can download the entire show off of heartofmarkness.com, and uh, you can have the whole goddamn thing, but we're going to play a few tonight. And I am not a Stevie Nicks aficionado. I know the hits. I don't think I've ever had any of her solo albums, so I'm going to just pick the low-hanging fruit here and play the songs that I know. And I've listened to all these, and I like the performances of them. But, again, you can get the whole goddamn thing on my website, heartofmarkness.com, as soon as this thing is posted, essentially. Apparently, Mike Millard also showed up late to this show, or wasn't able to set up in time because it was a new venue or something. Anyways, the first two songs of this concert, Gold Dust Woman and Think About It, were not recorded. Gold Dust Woman is a solid song. The woman knows how to write songs. All right. Stevie Nicks, fantastic songwriter, fantastic presence, hell of a voice, and la, 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 la. Yes, I need to know the Tom Petty cover. We're going to do that, and then I'll pop back, and then we'll get into the good stuff. Okay? Heart of Markness. Bye-bye.
back into town. I'll be right back. That's cool. There's a sound. There's a sound. There's an L.A. sound. Like, um, once you hit, like, the mid-70s, like, 75 through maybe 82, there's an L.A. sound. There's there's an overlap. There's, like, the Fleetwood Mac, Eagles, uh, lesser extent, Warren Zevon, Jackson Brown, uh, a whole bunch of people that I'm probably not even thinking of. But they kind of merged together and meld together. A lot of Fleetwood Mac people played on Warren Zevon stuff. Stevie Nicks sang back up. Waddy Wachtel played with Warren Zevon. He's playing with Stevie Nicks. Um, there's a sound to, to it. I, don't, I can't quite pinpoint what it is. But that sounds very L.A. California music. And I like it. So what are we going to hear now, Mark? Oh, full disclosure, um, I ate a brownie a little while ago, and you're listening going, you're either going, oh, no shit, Mark, we know how you roll, we know what these are like, or you're a new listener and you're like, ah, there's the missing puzzle piece. No, I haven't suffered a traumatic brain injury. You know, I'm not sitting here in a sling and a special head harness um, being brave. I'm just stoned because I ate a brownie made by a friend, the same friend that made the cookie that almost sent me to the loony bin last week. So, there's me, learning my lessons. Anyway, we're going to soldier on. Just keep in mind, this is going to be a little uh, Big Lebowski-ish, a little wandery, and uh, that's like your opinion, man. But the music's still going to be good. So let's listen to, speaking of good music, oh, let's listen to Sarah, my daughter's name. And the great, 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 great Stevie Nicks Fleetwood Mac song on Tusk. Great song. Yeah, and that actually followed this quick Tom Petty song. I need to know, need to know, need to know, need to know. High energy, right? Then it stops, there's a little break, and then boom, into Sarah. Good emotional play, Ms. Nicks. True professional. Okay, Sarah, here we go. See you in however long this song is.
prefer the Fleetwood Mac version. Nothing wrong with that. That was really good. It was a good rendition. It was obviously her performance and the uh, way she wanted it to be. And it was really, I mean, it was essentially the Fleetwood Mac track, which is fantastic. But, man, there's nothing like the groove laid down by Mick Fleetwood and John McVie. And those guys were great. They played it dead on. Nobody did anything wrong. It just um, didn't hit me like the Fleetwood Mac version it it wasn't because it wasn't because there wasn't the the tension between Lindsay and stevie because you know they're like the ross and rachel of classic rock no it's because um fleet fleetwood mick fleetwood and uh, john mcvee are just solid john mcvee unbelievable unbelievable bass player as far as the fundamental purpose of the bass is just to lay down that groove and to lock in the rhythm with the drummer. And mm, so good. Okay, well, that for Sarah, yeah. All right, I've got two more for you. We're going to do Stop Dragging My Heart Around. And this one, Tom Petty is not there, although I'm almost positive Tom Petty showed up for at least at least one show with her. Maybe not on this tour. This was a 12-date little very short tour um and um but maybe maybe it was on one of her other tours i mean she was enormous in the 80s <laughs> oh that was mean um in my mind she was really i mean she was tremendously popular in the 80s if you guys were there and uh, there was like almost there, there was like a cult of stevie girls around her cuz she was she was so wise and she was the welsh witch and she had this tremendous very very strong very very powerful very very vulnerable very very broken thing going on um plus she's i mean just she's fucking stevie nicks she's a she's stands on her own the hell am i doing you guys know who stevie nicks is (laughs) who's this niche artist mark this deep deep cut of yours jesus i'm sorry guys all right, let's get to Stop Dragging My Heart Around. On this, Tom Petty's not there, so Wadi Wachtel, I think it's him, um, sings the Tom Petty part. And if it isn't him, it's somebody else. All right, here we go. Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Heart of Markness. 
There's a uh, a line in Futurama when Lur, the monsters, I am Lur. Um, <laughs> he he eats a bunch of people. He's a space alien invading Earth and uh, ruler of the universe kind of thing. And he's consuming humans. And one of the humans he ate was a hippie. And he started talking like, people of Earth. Ooh, that hippie's starting to kick in. And he gets really high. That's kind of what's going on with me because of that brownie. So I had a wonderful spiel that I had recorded after this song that all started with me going, wow, it was it's cool to hear Stevie Nicks with um, a hard rock sound. Like that was pure distortion hard rock and then i went off on these tangents trying to just say it's exactly what i said that sounded cool to have her with a harder edge sound and um being the very very early 80s it it wasn't all digital and perfect and midi and flawless it was rock and roll i like it has a soul to it um but then it went off went off the rails and then i realized i, I realized as i was um bringing up Kierkegaard in uh, The Sickness Unto Death. <laughs> I'm like, w- w- what are you doing, Mark? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, that brownie. Okay. So let's get through this, shall we? One more for you. Edge of 17. And that's the, just like the wide winged dove sings a song, sounds like she's singing. Ooh, baby, ooh. I said ooh. Again, could be a Prince song. Um... <laughs> but I love this because as soon as they start playing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. Like, yeah, I like this. And it sounds exactly like the record. And, you know, it's probably the same dude. I bet Wadi Wachtel played the guitar for it, too, on the record. Because um, why wouldn't he? He's he's in that group, in that sphere. Anyway, enough about spheres. Let's listen to this song. Okay, here we go.
If you or a loved one hear the call of a nightbird, call Horowitz and Schweiss at 1-800-GET-YOURS. That was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. And again, you can get the whole concert once I post it on hardermarkness.com, which I'll do soon. And that's it. That's all I'm going to play for this one. And let's wrap it up. Follow me on Twitter at Heart of Markness. Facebook group, Heart of Markness. It's, it's a great bunch of people there. Great bunch of people there. You should, you should hop on board. Funny, funny folks and very, very knowledgeable. Ah, uh, and of course, heartofmarkness.com, where I can, uh, where I post the podcasts, supplemental stuff here and there, as well as the shows that we talk about where applicable. I'll put the whole show up there like I will this one. So here we go. If you want to be a patron and help support this podcast and the person doing it, me, patreon.com slash heartofmarkness, you can join up and you'll get an extra podcast a month that other people get because you'll be better than them so right i think i'm gonna take a little break get some water and jump into another bonus quarantine episode wash your hands be nice bye-bye